everybody, and welcome to another Bang Bang Podcast Christmas Cracker. My name is Andy. I, I stopped introducing myself on shows these days. I don't know why. I just assume people know by now who I am. I mean, we do get some new listeners from time to time. You can tell because we get a, like a big spurt in listenership, and there's obviously somebody just found the show and uh, taken a liking to it, so downloading all the old episodes. But yeah, I am Andy, and uh, sometimes I'm joined by my co host Steve, but on these little special Christmas episodes, it's me and somebody else, Steve. Is renounced Christmas this year for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I'll, I'll provide his name and address at the end of the show, and you can write him a letter and take it up with him. Um, but on these little Christmas episodes, it's me and a, and a guest talking about one of their favourite matches of all time, and a bit of a festive chit chat as well. Now um, today, I'm joined by there aren't many real celebrity Bristolians around these days, or ever really. Um, I mean, currently the Jungle program's on, and there's a lady in there from Bristol. Um, I've actually met in a work context before. We won't go into that because uh, <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Um, uh, and um, but I've got a, a actually Dave Mercy. I suppose would you class him as a celebrity? Mm, I'm not really sure. I don't know. He's from Bristol, um, but this is probably in the top ten of celebrity media bristolians mr patch warner hello good evening mate i am not a celebrity i'm not in any top 10 can't even make the coolest list of bristolians on the whatever it is evening post thing but uh no thank you for the build-up it was uh massively overdone but mm, um mm. yeah uh thanks for having me on mate and uh big congratulations on your four-year anniversary of bang bang podcast i know yeah yeah we've recorded a couple of episodes on uh earlier this week and the um obviously this is going to be out a long time after that so it's completely irrelevant me telling this story but i forgot it was the fourth anniversary until halfway through the second episode so i didn't mention it until about three weeks after the fourth year anniversary on the show but that's mm. a level of professionalism i think people have become accustomed to over the past four years but going yeah. back to the bristol cool list um i'd never been on it unsurprisingly unsurprisingly but a couple of years ago, uh, during the pandemic, uh, again, somebody I worked with was like number two on the Bristol oh, wow. list. Who was that? He was a, uh, a nurse, but he'd done a oh, lot okay. around the time about um, strikes and uh, that kind oh, of right. thing. To be fair, it was a twat, to be honest. <laughs> God. I don't wear him anymore. So, um, yeah, he's a knob. I'm not going to mention his name. If you go back and look at the Bristol cool list from 2021, um, you'll be able to find out who it was. But yeah i won't i won't go back and look no don't no 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 but it, I, it, I have to say i have been really enjoying uh the the reunion the renaissance if you hmm. will of yourself and steve in the where are you the garden of eden in gloucester raid or something garden, that's a yeah that's a indian restaurant i think on uh <laughs> no we're in sydney and eden on, on gloucester sydney road in eden yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's that's been really good to listen to. Um, I think yeah, the first sort of ten minutes of of Steve just basically just swearing and being generally you know trying to wind you up and stuff. I think it's fantastic. So, congratulations on those few episodes and Bottle and Books as well. I, I've been following them on Twitter, and I've, I'm sure I've yeah. seen them offer some wrestling beers in the past. Didn't they do some Undertaker beers or something? Yeah, there's a lot of brewers that do wrestling themed stuff. Um, and I just talked to my wife. You all right? <laughs> oh, okay, that's fine. Cool. This is this is a professional operation, yeah. <laughs> eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget to edit that out as well. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, they they did some uh, um, a lot of these ale. I'm not really a, a, an ale drinker, but they would do a lot of um, yeah, yeah. They do a lot of themes, stuff, don't they? Like there was the um, juice forsyth and things like that, and Nice. Other, nice. Um, uh, like, like all those wrestling based things. I, I, you might be able to get them. I don't think they do. Um, like on one of our previous recent episodes, I plugged their online store. It doesn't actually exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, if you might, if you people might have gone and supported it, it might exist, but it doesn't exist anymore. Um, but the actual shop uh, is still there. It's pretty good. And Sydney Needham is really good on the Gloucester Road. For, uh, I have never, ever heard of it. I mean, I'm not a, a frequent flyer to Gloucester Road, no. only for like 2020 cricket Yeah, uh, once once a summer. Yeah. It's um, not outside of town, really, is it? It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So, I mean, 
yeah, mainly my my sort of haunts are in and around Harborside. Occasional venture up to Clifton Village, obviously BS3 um, and BS16. Yeah. Have you bumped any celebrities down the arbor side recently, or uh... um, well, I often see Steve Cottrell bouncing around down there. <laughs> There's a reference there for about four people to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom on with that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you're you're you you're on Radio Bristol from time to time as well, aren't you? Yeah, no, I enjoy going on Radio Bristol on Sound of the City. Um, obviously post Jeff Twenty One years now, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. And Adam Crowther has been a good supporter of the show on BBC Upload, BBC Introducing, I think it's now called. But yeah. uh, Joe Sims, obviously, is a, a friend of mine. He's a month into his tenure on BBC Radio Bristol. Yeah. A proper Bristol breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nice to see. Uh, I've listened, actually, I've not listened to Radio Bristol in probably about 30, 40 years. Uh, 30 years. I am. A, wow. I, I am. But I. I I listen. I listen. I caught a bit of Joe Sims on the radio every morning, and um, yeah, yeah, so, he's good. He's yeah. really, he's really. I mean, I, I, I listen to it, and you can just tell that he's getting more and more passionate. Um, and I, I think he's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, I've been on uh, free peeps, free peeps, uh, a few times. It's uh, the um, the leading Bristol City supporter podcast well, it's actually that it's actually that i mean i don't want to uh, you know <clears throat> blow any smoke up anyone's behind but no it's actually that the number one um organic podcast in bristol so yeah, yeah. and by, by organic i mean not funded or not like a university or a company podcast no, you're not affiliated with anybody no unaffiliated unaffiliated unofficial um yeah. uh but yeah for those who don't know or care there's uh, three shows. The original show, which we've recently done episode 200 mm-hmm. of. Yep. Um, so that was with Joe Sims and the Bristol Flyers basketball captain, Raph Thomas Edwards. Um, and then the the Robins Review, as it's now known, and Robins Reunited. So two separate shows all about Bristol City, something yep. we bloody love. Oh, yeah. And those Robins Reunited shows. I know there's a few people uh, who follow this podcast who... There's been like previous players. I know when you have Wayne Allison on, there's a few, uh, well, I know mm. one particular Huddersfield fan who uh, yeah, frequents this podcast and uh, he was a big fan of Wayne Allison. So I know he listened to that. And uh, that's just quite good. I mean, I'm one of those people. I like listening to old footballers sort of reminisce about stuff anyway. Yeah. So I really enjoyed, I, and I always say it, I don't actually, I don't always say it, but I genuinely thought the last one we did, Martin Scott um, and Andy Leanin. Yeah, was um was fantastic because they're they're good friends themselves. So they were yeah. taking the piss out of each other all the way through the podcast, um, and it just reminiscing on all times. And that I, what I find with the old players is that they're always um, they're always a bit hesitant mm. to do it, and they like they say, you know, what are we going to talk about? And and once they get started, you know, mm. I can just take a take a back seat and just steer the conversation so yeah i really enjoy doing them but they do take a lot of work mm. so i'm sort of only doing one every sort of three to six months now yeah because i mean a lot of footballers in that area aren't the sort of media trained media savvy like the like the new breed are they so mm. having a phone call conversation with them over zoom whatever yeah it's yeah it's tricky sometimes and I, I like to do a bit of research and make sure I get all the facts straight and download mm-hmm. some goals and, and things like that and have a bit of video to show them to help them, you know, remember some of these things. Because, you know, I can't remember playing at Carnation Park 20 years ago. Yeah. For, yeah. for, you know, for Longwood Green. I do listen. So, I am, I'm slightly, I think I've got a touch of autism when it comes to, to City because that sort of 80s, 90s, even like early 2000s era, I, I can remember the most random, yeah. absolute, ridiculous. Well, you, you know what happened on Raw in 1999, episode, you know, well, 62. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's, I'm not sure what is sadder. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I let the view, I let the listeners uh, be the judge of that, but I do have a bit of a, but I, I think it's got work. I, like, I used to be at like, Christmas Machines in the pub. I would yeah. be like, they'd be like, right they just get me in front of it back here, uh, you know, maybe sort of 10, 15, 20 years ago. And I would just, the money be pouring out because I knew the most pointless, meaningless stuff, but I just could real trivia off. But I think as I got a bit older, the old brains back then, there wasn't much floating around in there. Whereas now there's a lot of other stuff kind of with, uh, yeah. So I'm not quite as good. 
on the old uh, pub quizzes anymore, but I'm still a font of useless crap, as you might have noticed. Absolutely. I mean, that's, years, yeah. that's why you're here, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, have you, I've been asking most of the guests, is there anything this year that's kind of really stuck out from you, for you, for you from the uh, world of wrestling? I know we had a chat or I put forward your suggestions on our, our first show back about your sort of yearly highlights. I know you, yeah. And, and at, at that point, when you started asking my questions, you buggered off to the bar and left. Steve <laughs> yeah, to add, So I was like having a private conversation with Steve. It felt like as I was walking <laughs> yeah. around, listening to that. Yeah. And then you, you sort of came back and we're on, he was on the last question. So that was a bit, that was a bit weird kind of listening to that but i mean he tackled each one head on i don't think hmm. he fully understood your writing no um no. so maybe go digital next time and i, I had done since, yeah yeah or something like that but yeah. uh but yeah uh i i I'm a, i've been a bit disappointed at uh the lack of title defenses from roman reigns i must yeah. i must say yeah. um edge leaving wwe was a big thing um i was massively into edge and that return at the royal rumble a few years back is you know yeah something that you you watch back and gives you goosebumps kind of things so, but no surprise to sort of see him see him leave given the reasons he gave and now working with you know christian and um interested to see see how that goes really i think he'll fight a bit more than he would have done in in wwe yeah. and it'll i don't know what's their sort of what's their flagship like wrestlemania is it is there one is it all in or what well they have um uh so all or nothing double or nothing i think, I think all or okay. nothing is tna pay-per-view back in years ago double or nothing is like the big show because that was the uh and that is I think we might have had that already, but that's end of the year-ish, I think. So I guess they're they're building up to a one-on-one Edge and Christian at some point, are they? I don't know yeah. if that's happened yet. Well, they, because they still keep, um, because it's still, I mean, it's, it's like four years now at AEW, so it is fairly established. Yeah. Well, I'm really keep... looking forward to, uh, to seeing Randy Orton come back. I think he's been a massive loss. Yeah. Um. So he's due back. Uh, as we speak, it's he's due back, back on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully yeah. he's not out injured already. Well, he might be this goes, yeah. when this goes out. I wonder if he's he might be a heel by now if he come back as, if he's come back as a face because you no know, Orton's like with his. Oh well, yeah, because CM Punk might be back as well. I don't know, but yeah, I can't. I just can't see that happening. I think he's, <laughs> no, I just can't see it happening. But uh, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I must admit, I'm not a massive watcher of it now. I'll, I'll, I'm interested. I'll fast forward through, and if 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 there's been uh, some incident or particular highlight on uh, that, I usually go on Twitter and have a look and then make my uh, mind up whether I'm going to go back and watch specific bits and pieces. But yeah, I still, I still listen to something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard um, every episode because they talk about stuff from when I was more into it and find yeah. it all really, really interesting. So yeah, all good, mate. All good. Yeah, I think we can do that these days, can't you? You can, you can, if you're on social media, you can just you can keep in touch with stuff, and then if anything does kind of pique your interest, yeah, then you can uh, go and seek it out. But uh, I think that's, that's what, it is. Looking, so much going on. That's the thing, and looking at just numbers of people that actually watch wrestling, even in America, I think that's what most people do these days because there's not many people watching. To be honest. Yeah, well, I keep yeah. seeing, I keep seeing AEW. I don't know if it's propaganda or what, but. I often see a picture of a empty stand or or something. Oh yeah, well, there's still the big the big tribalism thing is probably one of the reasons a lot of people don't like to. I mean, Twitter's not always been pretty bad for that kind of thing, but that in between the two mm. companies is yeah, and um, it's it's not yeah, it's it's just it's quite draining having to filter through all the fucking posts about that sort of stuff and that but uh but uh, yeah that that side of things i don't think is ever going to go away i, I, I was chatting the other day on one of these pods and like if you'd imagine if twitter was around back in the old um monday night wars it would have been <laughs> would have been yeah. an absolute nightmare especially all those weeks which wwe were getting their backside handed to them in the ratings by wcw that would have been interesting uh, but having AEW around is own—it's only good for business. Having a bit of competition, yeah, um, and it gives you know gives the other gives wrestlers somewhere else to go as well. And uh, I think it's—I think it's good. And if AEW continues to build, I think yeah. it's—I uh, think it's a good thing for for sports entertainment. Yeah, I think um, 
it's well, yeah. So it's about four years now, AEW, but they're trying. The, the general consensus seems to be that I think they, when they started off, they were quite militant at being a, an alternative to WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, the impression I get recently is it's kind of going to a more WWE style storylines and that kind of thing and, and character stuff, and maybe going away from the the. I, I mean, in in all wrestling, the the obviously the the sweet point is to get a balance of of both and have the because again we we've covered stuff in the attitude era and actually when you go back and watch it, it's not you don't really remember the matches, do you? No. You remember things getting blown up and people getting stunned and all that kind of stuff. That's the stuff that sticks and, in your mind. Yeah, and all loads of like crazy stuff going on around that. The Ministry of Darkness and yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's great, and and it's amazing that they've got every episode on the network. You could yeah. just go back and start it. I'm sure. Well, I know you probably have watched it over and over, but a few um, times. yeah, yeah, no, it's good, good days, good days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm lucky now to have all that. You're able to watch that all, and you can watch whatever you want, whenever, basically. Because again, yeah. that was a point you couldn't really, didn't really have that in the past. But uh, okay, so I watch I've, it. I watch it all with my with my boy when he's old enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like my girls watched um when there was money in the bank this year, it um in the O2. It was on like a normal time and it was on like six, seven o'clock. So they were home and uh, I stuck it on. I was like, Oh, we'll just you know, maybe watch the first match, see what they think. And it was the uh men's ladder match. And um I think when Logan Paul came out with all the prime stuff, well, obviously they'd seen Prime in the shops and that. So they're like, Oh yeah, we kind of recognise that. Mm. And then some of the stuff in the matches, like Ricochet. Well, I must say, Logan Paul has never failed to disappoint, has he? No, I got into a heated debate with a few people on Twitter the other day. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's done... He's done well in the ring. We haven't. I don't know how much time has he spent in the uh, in the, the de- development center. Yeah, not much. I think he is. Uh, I think he may do bits in between doing whatever else he is, being a knob all around the world and that kind of thing. But. Um, but he's, yeah, I mean, he's done well. But my, my issue with him, apart from the fact that he's not a particularly great human being in real life, um, is like he's been put in with, I mean, he's wrestled Rollins, Roman Reigns, um, Rey Mysterio. So he's, he's been put in with like... So he's been given, yeah, the, the good Really the good, good guys. Matches. And given yeah. 15, 20, 25 minutes with these blokes. Yeah, and to be he, fair, he's, he's he's made the most of the time, and he's well, exactly. He's, he's holding his own. They've put the they've put the US strap on him as well. Yeah, um, and and yeah, there was that there was that incident the other day with Rey Mysterio, and, and the question was, was he yeah. in the wrong place, or did Rey Mysterio not you know not get enough spring on his on his leap or whatever? And I think yeah. to be fair to Logan Paul, he's come out and sort of said he he probably wasn't in the right place. Yeah, um, I yeah. think so. But yeah, I've been I've been impressed, and he, he's always entertaining isn't he? when he when he does it. So fair play to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right now, as with all of our guests, for some reason, Patch is having a Christmas drinks, and um, instead of inviting me, Matt Withers, and some another Bristolian celebrity, uh, there's uh, he's invited three wrestlers. But before we get to that, I need to uh, know what your position on on nibbles are at a christmas party or any party where where do you stand on nibbles where do i stand on nibbles usually <laughs> very close to them yeah 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 um nibbles what in terms of what type of nibbles i mean in terms of sort of party party nibbles so yeah what type because some people are quite um specific about what they have and they have quite posh stuff other people who just have you know like the the, the packs the multi-packs of you know you get from littles with the uh so there's one thing that I have every Christmas day without fail that I don't usually have, and that is a king prawn ring from Iceland. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. Specific that, from Iceland. Is that is that specific enough for you? It is fairly specific, yeah. Um yeah, so uh, with a with a dollar per thousand island in the middle. Uh, okay. usually I usually do about three quarters of a ring and leave the rest for you know anyone else who wants wants yeah. one but that is pretty much you know and then it's just the normal the normal bits really any mm. any crisps of yep. any sort 
Um, I, I'm currently working my way through a bag of mixed nuts from okay. Lidl. Um, so we've got salted peanuts, cashew nuts, uh, various various other nuts in there as well. Um, but yeah, I do like a I do like a buffet. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you stand on Twiglets? I stand very far away from them. Yeah, like Twiglets. No, not not for me. There's not many things I don't like. Twiglets on the list. Yeah. Uh, Marmite is on the list. Beetroot is on the list. Oh, I don't like beetroot either. Um, yeah, not a lot more really. No, no. Uh, I mean, yeah. I the only thing good about Twiglets is the uh, the advert featuring a uh, friend of the show, Justin Lee Collins. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm covered I mean, in curry. I yeah, that's the thing. It's when you get twiglet fingers, which is um not a pepperami as well. I'm not a, not a fan of that either. No, no. It's just it's like a little mini sausage, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, not... you, I'm pretty sure people know what pepperami is. <laughs> it's a bit of an animal, isn't it? Yeah, I that was a good advert. It's for Nate Edmondson as well, isn't it? So yeah, um, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I don't right. watch. I don't watch adverts anymore, though. I don't think anyone does, do they? Well, I was watching them earlier when I was watching. I didn't watch much live TV apart exactly. from like, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> so, like, I'm watching. I'm, watching I'm, a, yeah. I'm a celeb. Yeah. But I watch that like the day after, and then fast forward through. Or strategically, if I'm going to watch it, like I'm going to watch it later. Yeah. I'll start it at nine fifteen so that I can mm. forward through the adverts and finish at the same time as it finishes. So, do you not catch up though at some point? Uh, no, nine fifteen is a sweet spot. Is it? You, you, I can see you tested this theory out. <laughs> the pen and paper. Yeah, exactly. I finish. I finish when it finishes. If if that makes okay. sense. Fine, fine. Um, Try yeah, it out. Okay, I will do. I will do tomorrow when I'm watching Deal or No Deal. I'll, mm. I'll finish it. I'll start it at quarter past four. It's not Deal or Knowles Deal anymore, is it? It's not, is it? It's the um, Stephen Mulhern. Yeah, he, I, he's a funny looking chap. Me, I think everybody now. <laughs> these episodes are supposed to be short and normal but it seems to be this kind of thing which i don't think whether it's me getting old yeah but it is like a lot of people seems to you can i think it's more prominent now that people have work done on their oh God. face yeah. don't you think don't like, know nearly all celebrities like and he can i think you can tell he's had a bit of uh I haven't, I haven't watched it yet so i i can't possibly comment but well, um watch it tomorrow and you can uh but obviously is it on start, every day it is on every day yeah but if you start at quarter past four <laughs> and is it still filmed in bristol i don't think so i don't think so ah, so that's a, that's a shame yeah i'm not going to tell my noel edmund stories because again we, we got we got other stuff to talk about i mean no, exactly. it, noel what, what actually are, what actually are we talking about on this <laughs> Noel Evans might be one of the guests that you're a party. I don't know, but right. So this party then you've invited three wrestlers. So who's the friends? So knock at the door. That isn't at my door. That's me doing that on the table. Okay. Uh, and who's we... the first guest at Apache's party? Hello, Mark. Come on in, sir. Sit down. Take yeah. take the uh, take your big leather jacket off and your hat and your gloves. Okay. Okay. Is this someone you know? Or is this the uh... Mark Mark Calloway? Okay, right, yeah, the AKA the Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um then it would have to be um Mr. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, I think. Okay. I think he'd be a laugh a minute and they they, they get on quite well. Yeah. Um does it have to be a wrestler? I mean I would like I would like to have I'd like to go for a beer with Bruce Pritchard. I think you say Bruce Forsyth. I mean Bruce <laughs> Pritchard. Either he has I'm sure he's wrestled. Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, yeah. He's wrestled. Well, yeah, I know, but not pro- not properly. I suppose. No, no. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think probably him. Um, okay. If not, then probably Dwayne Johnson. Okay. Uh, the Rock. I think that would be. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out for a beer with any three wrestlers, that's got to yeah. be the. You know, I mean, sticking your neck on the line with these three choices, mate. Controversial. <laughs> All right, do you want me to th- do you want me to throw in the honky tonk man? <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, um, no, the Yokozuna. Yokozuna. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we could just name, yeah, Rick Flair, John Michaels, Bastian Buga. He's always a favourite of mine as well. I think. I mean, I, I didn't limit to dead or alive. I think he is dead. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yeah, you didn't say dead or alive. So I didn't say dead or alive. Now you'll. I'm sure you enjoyed the episode about Survivor Series 1993, which uh, featured Bastian Buga, which hasn't been released <laughs> yet. But I recorded the other live. It was. Oh, I'll look, was great. I'll look forward to that. It was great. It was great. Did um, someone pick a match with Bastian Buga in it as the? No, no, no. That's the no. match. Well, oh, no spoilers, okay. but no, not not yet. But no, 
but me and Steve covered that uh, his uh, one and only Survivor Series appearance, which was in I think we once we once exchanged WhatsApps about Bastian Bugo yeah. or the bloke. What's his name? Mike Shaw. About him for about an hour. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, um, we've got a lot of time uh, on our hands. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think it was probably like midnight or something when we yeah. we started talking about the Bastian Booger and the, and then I the only one I, other one I remember was when he was Friar John or Friar Ty Ferguson. Yeah, Friar Ferguson. Because yeah. you have to remember at this point, up until actually, I think even still now, Vince was big on uh, uh, alliteration. So you, you you know if the first name and the second name. Has to oh, match. right, okay. Yeah. So, like, ba- Kofi Kingston, uh, yeah. Friar Ferguson, Bastian Booger, um, there's other examples. Um, Red Rooster, <laughs> Giant Gonzalez, Giant Gonzalez. See, um, yeah. I, 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 you're not going to list people with the same uh, initials, but uh, but yeah, but th- that was uh, always a thing. Um, okay. Hunter, again, you can, you can tell Helmsley, yeah. Hunter Helmsley, go on, um, Rick Rude, hmm. um. British Bulldog. British Bulldog. Yeah, see? Everyone's now shouting out stuff at home yeah. whilst they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roman, like, Roman Reigns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. You, Let's you crack, can tell, crack on, shall we? You can tell what we get. Uh, he, he sends me WhatsApp <laughs> messages at two o'clock in the morning. About, uh, right. So what match have you, uh, well, what match have you decided to, to talk about? Well, um, I like a good story, um, and two of the best storytellers in wrestling for me are Ric Flair and the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was WrestleMania 2008 or yeah. 24. Depend. That's another whole conversation. Yeah, are we going yeah. for numbers, symbols, years? What are we doing? What? Um, but it was WrestleMania 24. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was the career-threatening match. Uh, of of HBK versus versus Ric Flair. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm similar. I couldn't work out what the Roman numerals were, so I had to go back and and look on Wikipedia to see what actual WrestleMania was. But yeah, WrestleMania 24. So this was, uh, yeah, this was Ric Flair's retirement match. Um, he retired before. He retired in WCW in '94 when Hulk Hogan came in. He lost the cage match where he had to retire. That was in storyline. And he came back about six months, just just six months later, just an old, just as an old woman in the crowd and attacked. Uh, oh attacked yeah, Rick I there. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this was his actual last match in WWE, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And his yeah. last match for I think he wrestled the next year in Australia with Hulk Hogan. Right. right um, okay. So I mean, he, he did all right. He, he stuck it out for for about a year. Uh, the retirement. I mean, I know that he had a his last match again. Um, I don't know in some indie promotion or something like that with last year. Undertaker in the front row and all of that. Yeah, but and people might say he should have stuck to that last match rather than having any more matches. But he's a you know a bit like Paul Gascoigne in football. Mm. Once he stopped football, you know, football was his life, and Ric Flair's life is all about wrestling. Mm. Uh, so if you can still go. Go for it. You're still drawing a crowd. I saw him uh, in AEW mm-hmm. the other day. Turned turned up in there doing some chops on Christian or, yeah. or someone on the on the side, and you can just tell. Yeah, he, he absolutely loves it. Yeah. Well, he's come back. So in storyline, he's come into AEW because Sting's announced when his last match is going to be. Oh, so right. he said he's going to. He turned up and he said he's going to be with Sting until he finishes. Uh, which is sometime early next year. Sting's last match is going to be so. And I guess they probably started together, didn't they? Well, I mean, well, Sting Flair's started a... started with the Ultimate Warrior, I think, didn't he? Yeah, Flair's a bit older than Sting, but that that was that was what made Sting was his on the first Clash of the Champions, which we covered ages ago. Um, the main event for that was Sting and uh, Rick Flair, which went to a tournament draw. Yeah. But that was kind of made that made Sting a a mainstream star um so yes yeah, so yeah, he's got he's there now and he, i mean he does look i mean he is old I mean, he looked old that was rick flair on it he looked in his yeah, in that royal, in that royal rumble that he won where he came <laughs> out as number two or whatever yeah he looked yeah he looked 50 then didn't he <laughs> yeah he was in his peak what was that 92 <laughs> then yeah yeah that was what 30 years ago 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doing the maths. Yeah. And he, 31 years ago, if we're going to be. Uh, how old is he now then? He's, well, I don't know how old he was. He's 31 I've just, years I've just older look, than he was. I've just looked it up. How old do you think he is? I think he's 75. 74. 74. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but so when he when it had this retirement match, which was in 2008, he was. <laughs> Um, 15 years younger so 59 59 59 so not that old really no considering but yeah he looked ancient he he still did a good job I watched the match uh, yesterday oh yeah Um, it went on for 21 minutes and it was really entertaining the crowd wasn't massively into it in, in parts I didn't think no, um, but the storytelling, the start, the build-up, and you know, we'll, we'll come to what happens. I'm sure, but yeah. uh, it really encapsulated me. I remember at the time, and it's one that I often what they hark back to and watch. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult because it's face versus face, and they've always kind of struggled with that. Yeah, but I like that. I lo- I love that little. I mean, I'm I'm 42 now, and I've got that emotional chip with kids as soon as you have kids yeah. and then you get old i swear yeah. there's an emotion chip that kicks in in your head mm-hmm. yeah but um i love that sort of bit of show of respect at the start the show of respect at the end and oh yeah uh and all of that sort of stuff and yeah you're right a face versus face shouldn't work but on this occasion it was done in such a way that the storytelling was perfect yeah and he was in in good shape if you think back to when wcw finished um He's spoken about it loads of time before. Like he was in the the last few months of WCW, he was wrestling in a t-shirt. Yeah, he hated it. Because he was so self-conscious and he looked like shit. And then when he came into WWE, he was just going to be, he had no intention of being a wrestler anymore. He was going to be like the on-screen persona until he came back and had that match with The Undertaker. Yeah, and then Triple H get hold of him and sort of shake him and say, Your Ric Flair, get yourself yeah. sorted out. Come on, that was it. Yeah, and he, he's spoken about that match with the Undertaker. He was uh, really, really nervous before he did that match, and that is a that's an underrated match. That match with the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Um, so have you think that was what two thousand and one? So that's seven years on. Now yeah. really is having his last match, and he looked in not not that dissimilar condition to how he looked sort of ten, fifteen years earlier when he was in his. In his prime, you know. Yeah, I was a bit surprised that it was so mid card. You know, it was number match number six, I think, in yeah on the card, um, second longest match. But yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't expect it to be the the final match, but maybe even the, maybe the first match. I don't know. It was a bit strange. That it was bang in the middle. What was the main event of WrestleMania? Uh, uh, Edge versus the Undertaker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was Cena versus. I'm just looking at the card now. <laughs> you also had uh, the May. That was the Mayweather Big Show fight as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I say yeah. fight. Well, I suppose it, it would have matched up that. Where'd you put it? Because like with the Undertaker, um, Joe Michaels match matches, which were what the year, the two years after, or was there was there a year gap in between? Twenty five. Yeah, not sure. Twenty five was the first one. I don't think he did yeah. the retirement one straight after. But, but I, think, I can't remember if they were main events. I yeah. can't remember now. See, we should know this stuff. You should. I should know this stuff, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's, I mean, it was, uh, it was yeah, set after half time, if you like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, the whole spectacle, because like, the build-up was with, you know, I think there was some talk about him retiring on TV, and he said he was going to wrestle forever. And then Vince come out and said, you, you know, you can wrestle yeah. forever as long as you don't ever lose again, <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah. a good, I like, it's a good storyline, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I And I, I made sure I, you know, watched that sort of build up bit as well. And yeah, I think I've seen documentaries since where Shawn Michaels, you know, Ric Flair was his actual idol. He had mm. pictures of him on his wall growing up. Um, so I'm sure a massive honor for Shawn Michaels to do this and I think there was a lot of real emotion in there as well which obviously helped with the with the story yeah yeah and he had a good record at 
when you think of his running WWE, WWF flair, obviously everybody remembers the, um, the Royal Rumble win. Mm. But then the match he had at WrestleMania after that with Randy Savage was a really good match. Yeah. Match with The Undertaker was, was a really good match. So he had some real classic WrestleMania moments, considering the, 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 the amount he actually wrestled that. He always put on a good show at WrestleMania. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, but it does, yeah, you kind of, we, with wrestling, you always assume these retirements aren't going to be forever, don't you? No, you do, you do, and and I think you know he he was always going to go on and wrestle somewhere else. But I I love how he didn't ever wrestle in WWE again. I think that's that's like that's correct. Once you retired, and and you could tell it was a proper retirement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, had, had all his family in the front row. Um, obviously Charlotte Flair, as she is now. Yeah. Um, was there his two sons, his fourth or fifth wife, whatever. Yeah, whichever it is he's now. To at the time, yeah, yeah. Um. And they were all, I'm, you know, I know they're they're actors as well, if you like. But they, that you could just tell that it meant something. And then the following night on Raw, I went and watched that end bit as well. And yeah, I remember watching that and thinking, this is actually, you know, genuine. Yeah, if you like. Um. So yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, a great bit of storytelling. Yeah, then he's in TNA. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've, I've never, I've never watched TNA. I mean, uh, no. Well, some of it's good, but um, we need to. Actually, we need to do if we ever when we get whenever Steve gets fed up again of doing the podcast, <laughs> I'm going to make you watch some old uh, WCW or uh, OTA. Yeah. We'll get you. A... <laughs> I, I think. Um, yeah, I I love the listening to. I think is it Jericho does it occasionally or yeah, someone else they do like a watch along. Oh, British yeah. Pritchard does it as well sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and you do watch alongs and then you you sort of see something and you talk about that for a bit or yeah you know yeah. like i was watching this this one the other type the, the other night and um you know the fact that it's um can't remember the name of the the ref but he's called little nature oh, yeah charles robinson yeah that's it charles robinson um yeah and that even those little touches like having him as the referee and yeah all of that sort of thing yeah it just works out works out really well yeah, yeah, and like so we go, I mean, there's certain moments in the match, like the you know, the one of the only times you ever hit the move from the top rope ever. <laughs> you oh got god, yeah, so, yeah. And they were like, "Oh, it worked it finally." Well, the, fir- worked. The, the first time he does a he does a backward moonsault and lands so awkwardly on the table. Yeah, yeah. Like if I did that, you know, you're not getting up, are you? It, no. But it sort of lands right in the right in his stomach on the yeah. on the corner of the table, and yeah, as much as the table's you know supposed to collapse or whatever, that is gonna hurt. And to then carry on for another fifteen minutes and and yeah. do more do more, yeah. And then the, he does another one uh, a bit later in the match and completely misses Ric Flair. But obviously they both go down like a sack of spuds. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you? I can remember watching this back at the time, and it was. I did think, because, you, you know, the when you know these matches have got you is when you, because going in, you're thinking, well, it feels like it's the right time for Ric Flair to retire and he's not going to win. But I remember when I watched it the first time, there's a couple of times they almost, they almost yeah. got me. They almost got me. I thought he was going to win. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely yeah. agree. Um, yeah, there's a couple of occasions where you got him in the figure four, yeah, leg lock, and and you think this is going to be the end of it, and then all of a sudden there's a a kip up from HBK, and he's back on top. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, number of occasions. I what I, what I thought about it as well is there is no one who does a better chop than Ric Flair. No, no. The the sound that he makes, you know, he sort of pushes their chin up a little bit and then gives them the chop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen a better delivery of a chop and there was a lovely exchange of chops for a good few minutes. Yeah. Um, and a few comedy falls, obviously as well. Of course. From, yeah. From Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the elbow, the elbow off the top rope from HBK sort of was the, was the beginning of the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And the end is quite famous, isn't it? When he's, you know, he's yeah, those, always those words. Yeah. 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 yeah, um, and he—it's almost like he's putting them out of his misery. Isn't it? It's—it uh... is, and, and there's a, this or in the build-up. There's this bit about old yellow, and I don't know what yeah. the film is, but yeah. he, he, they sort of that theme runs throughout, doesn't yeah. it? And yeah, and he does say he's going to sort of take him out and 
put him down behind the bike sheds kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's effectively what he does. But genuine moments like that, where it crosses the border from from fiction to fact. Yeah. He's genuinely saying, I'm sorry, I love you. And then yeah. sweet chin music number three, and then immediately yeah, pins him and then pounces on him and yeah. Rick Flair's crying before he before he's even connected with the sweet chin music. Yeah, yeah. And he's just sort of led there on his back looking up yeah. at the sky. And uh yeah, you can tell there's you can tell it's all genuine emotion. Yeah. And then we kind of get a repeat, don't we, in a couple of years' time with the Shawn Michaels Undertaker match where it's a similar a similar finish in in a way where he's kind of asking, you know, come on. Yeah, he says do it. put me out of my misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. The old throat yeah. across the finger across the throat. Which is good. It's perfect this this storytelling, isn't it? You know? Yeah, I just wish they had never done the the match in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? I, you always thought because Michaels is very, you know, militant. He was never yeah, gonna come back. I, I honestly thought that would never happen. And and to be fair, HBK was probably the only one who came out of it any credit, wouldn't he? Well, I mean, who's Matt Kane's mask fell off, didn't it? Kane's mask fell off. Triple, Triple H, H got injured immediately. Quad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it was a watched, shame. I think I've only ever watched that once. No, I don't think I ever watched it. I just saw the video clips and uh, but uh, yeah, eventually there's enough money. Like again, like we, we talk we've spoken tonight about people returning and that kind of thing, and mm. everybody says, Oh, it'll never happen. Eventually, if enough money gets pumped, especially some of these Saudi Arabia shows and that we've had like you know, gold where people yeah. are on there, it's like if there's enough money on the table, then nothing's off the Nothing's off the uh, off the menu, is it? Really, you know? No, absolutely. You know, if if a if a Saudi Arabian prince throws two million dollars at anyone, then you're going to turn around and say yes, please. Yeah. Although the story is apparently they wanted um, Yokozuna for one of the shows, which what whilst he was dead could be problematic, couldn't it? Really? I mean, I've only got a lot of money, but there's yeah, there is some things off the uh, off yeah. the menu. So yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a, a, a good solid, a good solid choice of, yeah, what, of a match. What's out of interest? What score yeah. did that get on the old Meltzer oh, hang scale? On. Hang on, I'll have a look. While I'm while I'm looking that up, I mean we've already spoken about free peeps and everything else, haven't we? So I normally say to this point, you can plug everything, but everybody knows where to find everything. So yeah, well I can I can I can feel a little bit and say <laughs> that um, yeah, we are on X, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, uh, at 3PIAPC. And the back catalogue of 200 episodes of ranging from just three blokes chatting in a in a room about en- anything and everything up to uh, celebrity guests such as David Earl from Afterlife or Derek, Kev from Derek, uh, Dom Jolly off of uh, Trigger Happy TV, Jeff Stelling. They've all been there. They've all been yeah. there. Is that enough uh, fill in for you? Almost. I've just got an ad on the page to come up. So. Oh, bloody um, That's the wrong year. That's 25. So hang on. <laughs> um, 24. 2008. I wonder if, if uh, we won't get Matt Withers to listen to this, will we? Probably not. No, not a chance. No. Um, but you, you definitely need to get him on um, and yeah. just talk about you know, Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. Well, there is uh, um, convers- you always have that conversation, don't you? When 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 people say you don't like that shit, do you? Yeah. As in American wrestling, yeah, it's not proper wrestling, is it? It's not World of Sport with Big Daddy and Giant A stacks. Yeah, it's bad. People still refer back to that now. It shows how popular they were because it's well, that, mid. That was mid late mid eighties, wasn't it? Forty years ago. Mid to early eighties. Yeah, if you if you go, uh, if Matt Rivers is listening, which is. Uh, uh, probably a, a long shot. Uh, the lads over at UTC podcast are doing uh, um, a uh, world of sport special. Yeah, so it's uh, leading. It's actually fully finished by the time this comes out. But mm. one of the biggest matches in British wrestling history was Big Daddy versus Giant Haystacks at Wembley Arena. I think it sold Christ how many. Right. But they um, they were charting the the build up to that. Why can they do and, Wembley uh, Stadium? I know. Yeah. Yeah, well, they didn't have they couldn't, they couldn't sell the tickets like um, AEW, right? Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels got 
but oh, not that much. I thought it'd be more than that. Three and a half stars. Three and a half. Okay. Three and well, a I think, half. I think I think it could have been four or four and a half, or even maybe five, if the crowd were more into it. But the crowd were quite flat. I think that's a risk with a stadium audience. I love the stadium arena. Yeah. Um, you know, WrestleMania's and whatever. But uh yeah, they just seemed a little bit flat for the mid section. Yeah. The um the WWE Championship match was Randy Orton versus John Cena versus Triple H. Uh, that got three and a half stars, same. Mm. Uh, Floyd Mayweather and the Big Show got three stars, so that was just slightly not mm. as good as Ric Flair. And then the main event, Undertaker and Edge, got four and a quarter stars. So wow. I no recollection of that match at all. Um, I think Undertaker won by uh, the submission that he did. He did, yeah. Good what see. was it called? What was it called? The, the, um, the Hell's Gate thing. Hell's Gate. Really, that thing, that yeah. was it. That was yeah. it, yeah. Um, and um, JBL beat Finley in a Belfast brawl. Featuring CM- Hol- with Hornswoggle. Yeah, and, and CM Punk won Money in the Bank for the second oh, year yeah. in a row. So there, there we are. So that's that WrestleMania cover being ticked off the list as well. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, mate, always a pleasure. No, it's been absolutely fantastic to to come back on Bang Bang. I genuinely have loved listening, especially to the last two episodes. It's been it's been too long to have you off the airwaves. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's plenty, there's plenty coming up. So you'll, you'll uh, I love I love these short episodes though because I could go for a long walk and listen to the whole the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, sometimes the the stuff in something to wrestle with episodes, oh, are so, yeah. they're so long. Yeah, yeah. That I don't quite know when I've fallen asleep listening to it. So sometimes I sort of I'll go back and try and identify when that was. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's been good to we, we've actually been for a few beers as well, haven't we? In the last we year, have. we yeah, went yeah, to yeah. Ashton Gate and had a few, yeah, had a few beers. Yeah, I was up in the in the corporate, uh, in the the posh. Yeah, <laughs> took you took you to meet some of your idols. Behaving myself, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I heard you tell the story of us watching that that game, and then the the square went out oh. like a like catchphrase, <laughs> yeah, like catchphrase, yeah. And uh, Steve Steve didn't seem too impressed. Not really, no, no, no. no. He I don't think he actually listened to any of my stories. But that's, that's more for the uh, for the boys you, and girls. Yeah, to try, you had to try and justify it as well. You know, you know, like catchphrase, Mister Chips. He's just not responding to you no, at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's a, it's, it's a, I'm fighting a losing battle to be honest. I'll tell but... you what I, what I what I do want to yeah. know. Yeah, is I want to. He was in SummerSlam, the Wembley version. Yes. I think he said. Yeah, be good to get. Uh, why don't you do a little still of that and put it on Twitter? I'll see if I can find it. He put one up when we covered because we covered that SummerSlam, oh, right. um, uh, back in the early days. Because he said he was owed a lot of money for well, he's, appear- he, he, appearance, right? You can see him when she's. It's like one of those things. When well, I didn't really know what crowd, I'm looking for, do I? It's just a big. I think he had dreadlocks then as well, like a quite a tall bloke with ginger right. dreadlocks on the. Um, so whereabouts is he sat? And I'll I'll see if I can spot him. So on the on the side on the. Um, so you're on, on the hard cam. So no, so yeah, where you can see, yeah. So when the camera is the the side opposite there, he's there. Mm-hmm. He's in there. What, in he's the a few row? rows back. He's a few rows back. Okay. Well, once you see the the ginger dreadlocks, right? You can. And uh, what, you can, what match you can was it him. specifically? Uh, good. Well, I think you could see him in the in the first match, definitely. Um, okay. I'm assuming he was there in and around that position. All uh, all the way through the show, but once you see him, yeah, you can you definitely spot him from time to time. Brilliant. Um, I'm surprised he didn't actually get over the fucking barrier and try and fight someone. To be honest, but um, yeah, but let's be from thankful what, for that. From what I've heard, absolutely, yeah. yeah. But right. anyway, thanks for having me on. Um, Merry Christmas, I think is a message oh, yeah, which sounds Christmas time. Yeah, it, it seems a bit weird saying that on the 23rd of November. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're normally doing these in the summer, so this is uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just in this. It's just dark outside. We're doing it. So. Well, yeah, true, mate. Right, dark thank you cold. very much, Patch. Cheers, uh, mate. Take care, cheers, everyone. Guys. We'll be back tomorrow with another Christmas cracker. Take care. Bye, bye.